Yes, 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 yes. Hey guys, welcome to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Peters. Always remember, folks, whatever you think about comes about, and whatever you focus on grows. The power of intentionality, the power of focus. That's why I always introduce and say that little phrase because honestly, I'm speaking to me. That I got to keep my focus because I have a tendency to drift. cartoons they call it squirrel squirrel and you look over to the left we as human beings have been born and raised and it's ingrained in us to seek greener pastures and seek out shiny things and objects and i once read a study that said the reason we're like that is in the days of hunting for food and survival Things that glittered sometimes was water reflecting. Things like that. I forget exactly how the study went. But that through, throughout time, we've always been attracted to things like gold and jewelry and what appear to be trappings of prosperity. A better strategy, a better system, a better way of doing things. And sometimes the way we have works just fine. And yet... We seek more. And sometimes and often we think the more is outside of ourselves when actually it's just doubling down on what we already know, what we're already doing. You just need to maybe go harder. Maybe just perfect it a little bit better. Maybe there's something you should drop and not something you should add. Because inside of us, each and every one of us, myself included, we feel like there's something outside of ourselves that we need. There's something outside of us that we need, and that if we could only find what that is, if we could latch onto it, if we could add it, if we could buy it, if we could have sex with it, if we could smoke it or drink it or spend time with it, that somehow it's going to make us feel better. And yet temporarily for a time, for a season, for a moment, it might. And then it sets in, we're just back with ourselves again. You come into this world alone, you will leave this world alone. That I know for a fact. I know for a fact. Now, where you go, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that all you have is what you have right now. And all you can work with is what you can work with right now. And it's with that that the science of getting rich says that you get more. Now, what's funny is the Bible says similar things. So does the Quran, by the way, and so does Buddhism. And it's in this idea that we're all allotted something. And that some people are given a lot. Some people are given amazing talents and just fuck it off. And some people are given just a horrible lot in life and make something of themselves. And so it comes down to the power of the individual. Tony Robbins co coined the term personal power. And it is about personal power. It's all about personal power. From the moment you rise to the moment you go to bed, you decide what goes in your fucking brain. You decide what you think on. You decide what your goal is. And you decide who you are, the character of your person, and what you stand for. You decide that. Not your fucking boss. Not your wife. Not your fucking girlfriend. Not your kids. Not your husband. You. You decide who you are, what you want to be, and who you, what you stand for. You decide your morals. You decide how you treat other people. You. 
We can walk with the chip. We can decide to be a curse or a blessing. We can decide the way we deliver it. I began to deliver this message, this idea of you don't have to die broke to complete strangers. About two years ago, I wrote the book about five years ago, but I couldn't get any traction. So I decided it's like some sort of legacy play. I just wanted one fucking person to remember me when I'm gone. But I just began to give away this shit. It, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything magical. It wasn't anything proprietary. It wasn't something you couldn't find if you looked. But sometimes it's just the, the gift of the messenger. Sometimes it's how it's presented. Sometimes it's the way it was said. That this time it catches on. And you know that to be a fact. You've listened to a lot of speakers. And sometimes when this guy says this, you go, oh, shit, I get it. And I knew there were people like me. And I learned a long time ago from a mentor. He used to say, I'm only looking for people who are looking for me. I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, man, I ain't trying to sell a car to people who don't want a car. I ain't trying to sell a house to people who don't want a house. See, I've spent years involved in network marketing. I don't recommend the business. I don't not recommend the business. Um, I have no opinion. Did well for me. I've seen it hurt a lot of others. If you're in it, please don't share your business with me. I have zero fucking interest, okay? Zero. But I use that business to make money. Problem is the business tends to use people. And it's not easy. It's presented as it's easy, but it's not as hard. And it was with that context, after you know almost two decades of doing it and doing pretty well and making a lot of money, that I began to share. I wanted to share the other things that I was passionate about in life, such as doing real estate. See, for real estate, for me, it was never like I wanted to be a full-time real estate person. Never even occurred to me I'd be a realtor. They don't make any money. The only ones in realtor, the realtors that make money are the, are the slick ones. Shit, the way I see them, they're all wearing suits, they're all punching a clock, and they're all going in. I didn't want to do that. That's not what I do. Nothing against that. It just wasn't me. And I think you got to fire. You're going to do best in an environment that celebrates you, not tolerates you. I wasn't going to wear a suit. I tend to work late at night. I just didn't fit in with that community. So <clears throat> that wasn't an option for me. But buying houses, fixing them up, being dirty, working with my hands, being it, it, guess what? I own the fucking house. So if it gets if it's wrong, guess what? We'll just do it again. See, the thing that kept most people out of real estate. Oh, oh I don't know how to work on houses. This is the thing that got me into real estate. I don't need a fucking license. It's my house. If I mess it up, I mess it up. Oh, well, meaning it's mine. I control it. So the very thing that kept other people out is what pushed me in. Does that make sense? Getting some sort of control. Some sort of control. What they see is uncertainty. I see as a zone of creativity. I get to play with it myself. I get to take time. There is no burden on me. There is no pressure. I'm under no clock. I'm not trying to participate in some 12-month fucking end of the year. People do this with trading to me all the time. You know, what's your yearly return? Fuck you and your yearly return. I'm trading for life. So what if I have a year where I'm up 100%, next year I'm down 10%, but the market did 20 and 20? You're saying you were down 10% when the market was up 20? That's terrible. Oh, yeah, but the year before I did 120. And so 
this idea of living in the construct that somebody else created of a 12-month year return or the concept of well, 1% on rent and all these formulas and ideas you need to understand. These are just shit men made up. You're not bound by these. You're not bound by these. I was recently talking to a kid who had a house that wasn't cash flowing. I said, well, how much are you making? He said, honestly, it's about $40 a month. Meaning after he paid his taxes, after he paid his insurance, after he paid everything, he made 40 bucks a month. And I said, now, well, how much are you really making? He said, 40 bucks. I said, hey, dude, how much was the loan paid down? And he goes, well, it pays down the loan about, I think it was like $208 a month. And I was like, well, multiply that times 12, dummy. That's $2,400. That's your money. That's equity. That's your money. See, he was seeing in his in a limited concept. He had been listening to a lot of gurus, and they said, "Well, you got to have a hundred. You got to have two hundred a month, or it's not a good deal." Maybe. Yeah, that's great if you get it. That doesn't mean you get rid of a house that doesn't. We're not looking at the total return. And so, as we began to look, I guess what he had it on a twenty-year note, and I said, "Well, if you adjust it to a thirty-year note, now you're cash flowing." Oh. See, once you're the owner, you have options. Trader doesn't have to trade. You could just stop. You don't have to be in the market all the time. You don't have to constantly be pushing your money in all the time. You're in charge. You control you. You decide. Don't let forces and pressures and people outside of you. Now use those forces, those pressures, those people. Use them to better yourself. Learn from them. Extract from them. But you don't ever put yourself in a situation where you say, well, Gerald says this or Grant Cardone says this. So this is this is the gospel truth. Maybe maybe that applies to Grant's life, but it doesn't apply to your life. Why? Because he's 60 fucking years old and rich. You're 25 and broke. You're in a different season. You're in a different place. I trade different now than I did when I was 25. Right. I'm focused different. I'm looking at different things. All of a sudden, kids come in your life and things get different. And so we have to take this in perspective. There's not one answer and one solution and one thing for all people. There's times and there's seasons. There's times and there's seasons. Toward the end of the year, you know what I'm focused on? Getting money into my retirement account. I have a SEP account. I have an IRA account. I have an HSA account. These all lower my taxes. I make too much money for a Roth IRA. But you might not. So for you, just putting in consistently each month about the same amount. I can't do that. That's not how my life is structured. My life is basically a hedge fund. I have a portfolio of single family homes and guess what? They may need a lot of attention this year. Maybe there's three roofs that need to be put on. That shit costs real money. But maybe this year there wasn't hardly any maintenance and I have abundance of cash. What could I do? I could buy another house. I could push even more into the stock market. Or maybe my trading just killed it and I have an extra 30,000. And so I begin to have these options. But these things were layered one upon the other at different points in time, at different points in life, under different circumstances and different situations. But it's all been mapped. You're gonna, I'm outside, you're gonna hear some airplane noise. It's all been mapped inside of this thing I call the millionaire code. And you gotta find where you're at in that. You gotta find where you're at in that. Yesterday I did a video and I talked about, cause I get a lot of kids that are like 20, 25 years old, and they want to start doing passive income. And I say, well, what do you do for a living? They're not making any money. 
you know, it's, it's no disrespect on them. I'm not a Christian. Fuck, dude. I made $12.50 an hour job. Never went to college. Don't have a certification to do shit. I mowed yards to make extra money. The only way I got ahead, the only way I got money into a trading account, the only money I got money into dividend stocks, and the only way I purchased houses, you know how I did it? I worked my ass to the fucking bone. And I'm not beating, that's not per proverbially there. I'm not kidding about that. I made $12.50 an hour at a job. And so we made radical structural changes in our life. I said, listen, tomorrow, I don't know that I'm ever going to make more money. I'm not going to college. I'm not taking on debt. I'm not doing it. I was 26 years old, 27 years old. I got out of the army and I just decided there were some things I wasn't going to do. You don't get to fucking tell me I'm going to college and I'm borrowing money. Fuck you. That's where I was. I decide. I decide. I decided I wasn't doing that. And guess what? That didn't leave me a lot of options. But here's what I do control. There's three parts to the millionaire code. Time, amount, and money. Time, amount, and yield. Excuse me. In time, I have 24 fucking hours. And I get to decide what I do with them. And so guess what? I went through a lot of women. I don't mean that like some bragging sexual way. Meaning they couldn't do what I was doing. Because I said, listen, I'm going to be a millionaire by 40. <laughs> and they're all broke like me. So they're like, what are you talking about? Let's get a bass boat. Let's go party. No. That's not what brings me joy. That's not what's going to bring me joy. That wasn't my calling in life. That wasn't my purpose. See, I didn't know then that today I'd be teaching finance. Or shit, I'd have went to school to learn finance. I didn't know today I'd be teaching people how to buy real estate. And I don't know the name for the fucking term that I'm talking about. Why? Because I didn't need a name for a term. I wasn't in school. I wasn't taking fucking tests. So I don't need to know the term. I just need to know how to do it. Does that make sense? I didn't go to a trading school. So when other people were saying, oh, this is a, uh, uh, this is a trading range. I just call it a box. Because that's what it looked like. A box. Get it? Meaning I learned through trial and error the hard way. Just doing it. Working. Pushing through. And so when I decided I wanted to buy a house, I went and set up a checking account. All the money that goes into here is for one purpose. Checking account. Your mom gets sick. Sorry. That money ain't coming out. Period. And I began to draw lines in the sand and live by them. And guess what? I put my family into a lot of pressure at times. There were times where we struggled and yet I had $10,000 sitting in an account and we're eating baloney. There were times that we struggled and I told my wife, listen, you want to go to your aunt's funeral? Okay. I mean, you're going to, I don't know how you're paying for it. Money ain't coming out of this account. It ain't coming out. It's not fucking optional. But guess what happened along the way? We always found another way. See, once we had established what we were willing to do and not willing to do, here's what I've learned. The universe opens up. The universe wants to help you, man. The book, The Science of Getting Rich, is about that. It's saying you got to commit to some crazy, strange, you got to commit to some shit that other people look at and say, man, I can't commit to that level. I know. But here's what I've found, that when you do, it doesn't require it of you. It's never required that of me. My family never suffered that hard. We suffered. I was worth $1.2 million and I was delivering pizza. Eat that, dude. I had no money coming in. 
The only money I had coming in was what people, other people term as passive, meaning for my real estate and dividend stocks. And I've never touched a fucking penny in the money in the stock market until the last two years. For 17 years, I did nothing but put in, put in, put in. I didn't know it came out. Matter of fact, when I first time I took money out of an account, I'm going to tell you, I felt like I had done something wrong. I felt bad for days. I felt like I had stolen something. That's how disconnected I was from the possibility that money can come out. So how in the fuck people borrow against a 401k and do shit like that? I can't even comprehend it. That's not even a possibility in my life to cut off compounding. But see, I had a calling on my life at like 26 years old. As if lightning had come down on me or the Apostle Paul were his eyes. He went blind and saw Jesus. That was the kind of moment that I had. That I was going to get rich. And that's funny because I made $12.50 an hour. That I was going to get rich. And the key to getting rich first is income. Not passive income. So when you're broke right now, your goal isn't to get real estate unless your goal, unless you're flipping it. I'm cool with that. If you want to get money to fix the house and fix it and flip it, cool. But we ain't renting it. You ain't got that luxury. Passive income is for the rich. You got to make money and then get money and put it into deals. Because even if you go all in, you get one. Okay, you have one. How do you get number two? You can't get number two without income. And so if you listen to guys like Robert Kiyosaki and people like that, they're going to talk as if passive income is the lick. Yeah. Hey, hello. You need active money to get to the passive money. And so your first goal is to establish, I need a way to make money. Multiple ways. I had a business. I mowed yards. I worked part-time at the prison. I started doing network marketing and I was creating websites and I'm always experimenting and trying something. It's not all consuming. It's not everything I'm doing. It's just some shit I'm trying. And if it starts to work, I push it a little harder. And if it starts to work, I push it even harder. And oftentimes those little side projects turn into full-blown income streams and I got to drop something else because I, I can only do so many things at one time and do them well. Right now I do four things, four things to make money. My day is consumed with four things. I work seven days a week and some people say, well, that sounds terrible. I like what I do. Meaning when I wake up on Saturday, there's nothing else I want to do. I don't want to do anything else but go do this because I enjoy what I do. That doesn't mean I don't take time off. I enjoy drinking. I love to drink alcohol. I love to eat. I love spending $300 on dinner. I love beautiful hotels. But you ain't keeping me there for seven fucking days. Are you out of your mind? I got things to do. And so if you do take me there, guess what's coming with me? A computer and a laptop. I'm going to be on the phone. And if I had a wife who says, listen, you're not doing any sales calls. Well, listen, you're moving out. See, this has already been decided. I don't know what you're talking about. And that's just it. So you had to get used to me. And that's why I said in the beginning, I went through a lot of women because they couldn't handle that. And it's not that I'm ignoring them. It, I need to work. Because that's who I am. This is what I do. Either take me or take someone else. But you ain't molding me into some bullshit you want to create. I am me. If you like me, this is me. And that's how I began to live. And everyone around me had to change. And I'd watch people have kids and guess what? All those fucking dreams they had, they gave up on them because now they got kids. Fuck that. Fuck that. That kid's going with me. I'm not going with the kid. 
Now, that doesn't mean I don't completely support. And if anyone knows me, I'm 100% in supporting family, but not at the cost of my own dreams ever. And I think that's just an excuse, a convenient excuse people use to quit. Well, I wanted to be a writer. Then fucking write. Stop saying that shit. Start writing. There's nothing keeping you from writing every day. You could have five fucking novels out. Number five gets you discovered. And guess what happens to the other four once number five hit? You know how many artists don't get hit till they have their third, fourth album? And guess what happens to the early albums? They start selling. And so success isn't broke down into a 12-month window. Like, what was your one-year return? Fuck you in your one year. I'm playing for life. I wrote a book five years ago, and this year I sold like 6,000 copies. You know what I sold five years ago? None. You know what I sold four years ago? None. You know what I sold three years ago? None. You know what I sold this year? Over 2,000. Explain that to me. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. What is that about? Time and season. Time and a season. I've written seven books. I've only released two. <laughs> I've only released two. I wrote a book on mindset called The Mentalist. The Art of Mental Persuasion. I wrote that book nine years ago. I was talking to myself. And it ain't very well written. But the content is amazing. You've heard other people say similar things, but you ain't never heard me say it. I wrote that book nine years ago. Got it sitting in my office. The only one who's ever got it is me and one or two other people. You don't think I can't pull that book out here, maybe in the future? Put some videos with it, some letters, create a course around it, make some money. So was the time and the money and the work and the effort that I spent nine years ago writing a book a waste of time? Did it fit in your little 12-month return window? You see what I'm saying? What if I sell $100,000 of that? What if I'm secretly waiting until I have 100,000 followers to drop that and sell 1,000 courses for 300 bucks? How much did it make a year then? So you can't live inside the construct of other people created. You decide. You know why I wrote that book? Because it was in me. And it needed to get out. The universe is inside of you. You know how God blessed people through other people. You know how many people I've come across with who decided to get rid of debt because they read my book? You think I'm the first motherfucker to talk about debt? Of course not. You think I'm the first guy to come along who's smart and teach about real estate? No. But it was something that I said that clicked in a certain way that touched their soul that they agreed. And so I'm looking for people who are looking for me. And they were looking and I was fucking looking and we connected. And guess what? Some work I put in five years ago, bless them today. And we both got paid and now they changed their life. And many friends have come from that. From work I did five years ago that appeared to be a waste of fucking time. And you know how many times I caught hell from family, from my wife, from kids. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm working. You know how many times I had in my ear, nobody wants to read your book, Gerald. You know how many times I had that in my ear? A hundred fucking times. A thousand times. My dad once set me down. Listen to this. I've gone on to make $3 million now. I don't need a job. I don't have a job. 
I make over six figures a year. I don't have a job. Everything I said came true through hard work and struggle. And I work harder now at 50 than I did when I was 35. I outwork any of you. Promise you that. Nobody can outwork me. You know why I'm proud of that? Because that's step one in the millionaire code. Time. Right? Everybody gets 24 hours a day. It's what you do with them. Time, amount, and yield. So you might can get me on amount. Maybe you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, and you make a lot more money. You can't outwork me. It's not possible. So that is the one part of millionaire code that I had control over. And so if I got to work, I want to make it things that I like to do. Why? Because then work gets real easy. I love trading stocks. Love it. You know how much cooler it is when you make 75 grand doing something you love on the side. Takes you a couple hours a day. That's a beautiful feeling, right? You think I just rolled up into that? No, I spent seven fucking years losing money. Not making money. Buying courses. Going to seminars. You know what I was doing? You know what I was hearing in my ear? That you're wasting your fucking time. My dad set me down. Said, what are you doing, man? My dad had, they had a fucking intervention with me. Those same people today call me for stock advice. If I'd have listened to the fucking voices in my head from my friends and my family, I would not be where I am today. You know what I would be? Full-time correctional officer with no money. I'd have fucking truck payments, boat payments, spending my weekends hanging out with friends. Broke. That's where we'd be. Or that's where I would be. But I decided to listen to a different voice. I said, well, I want to be a millionaire. People don't say that out loud. Say it to your friends out loud. I want to be a millionaire, bro. How does this get me closer to that? And I just began to ask myself that. I'm not saying you don't take breaks. I'm not saying you don't take days off. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying you work your face into the fucking ground. Did you not listen to what I said? I said, I do work I love to do. I enjoyed mowing yards. It's no big deal. I like it. Load the mower up. Go do it. It's something I get to do. I'm listening to an audio book. I enjoyed it. If you don't like it, don't do it. Now, there may be a time in the season you got to do some shit you don't want to do. And I still do shit from time to time I don't want to do. You think I want to talk to stupid people asking me the same stupid-ass questions over and over? I got people have been trading with me for a year. Fucking year. Every time we put a trade on, still ask me the profit target. How the fuck can you not know where the profit target is after one year of trading with me and it's exactly the same all the time? Now, you may say, well, that's no big deal. No, but multiply that times 50 people asking the exact same question that they should already know the answer to. That's a lot of time eaten up that now you can't talk to them about bigger subjects, bigger issues, take it to a deeper level because you're spending all your fucking time on the basics. Hmm. Hmm, and that's not to say if you're new, you don't ask me that question. I'm talking to you who've been with me for a fucking year. Stop asking the same basic questions and push it. Break outside of the box. You be the breakout stock. You be the breakout stock. Break outside of the damn box. Stop being confounded and letting the simplest things keep you from being successful. People let their heads get fucked up about the same things this stock drops 20%. Big fucking deal. We've had a hundred of them go up huge. But that's the one they want to talk about. That's the one they want to talk about. 
Why? Mindset. Fuck that stock. It's one. So when you have skills, you can take punches. You're going to get hit. Customers are going to quit. People are going to come around. People are not going to support you. Your dad's going to sit you down saying, hey, you're being an idiot. You need to get off this thing. You need to go get a job. You need to get back in college. You need to go, fuck that. That's not my path. I know with certainty what my path is. I'm telling you, I had that family intervention three times. And now they all come to me for advice. But you better be that damn certain when you start drawing lines like that. You start drawing lines like that. And that's why I created the bucket system. You got to separate, sort, and select. See, the buckets are about drawing lines. Eliminating debt is about you're wanting to go somewhere else. You want to flip the register. You want to receive passive income and stop paying it. Right? The savings is what? To protect the investments. If all you have is a you know, checking account and some money and investments, you're going to be fucked the first time the market crashes or you get scared. or like you need, you, need, you need walls between you and your investments. And I, Sometimes I have people, well, that's dead money. No, you have lived a very limited time on planet Earth. It's not dead money. It's called fucking insurance. You think I like spending $17,000 a year on insurance and then never using it year after year after year? You don't think it's fucking occurred to me that maybe I could take that money and just self-repair if a fucking tornado hits? What if I'd invested all these $17,000 fucking insurance payments over the last 10, 15 years in the S&P? I could fucking rebuild all my houses. But that's not what it's for. We can't look at everything so black and white because there's crises. There's tornadoes. A friend of mine, I had that thought until a friend of mine lost 28 houses in one tornado. Oh, wait, shit. Crazy shit happens. Guess what? People die completely out of the blue, derailing your plan. Guess what? You go into retirement and the stock market drops by 50% and they cut their dividends. Well, you got that big fat savings I've been teaching. And building it and building it and building it as, as, as a position, you can weather that storm for a few years, wait till the market recovers and dividends get reinstated, right? And so all of these things have a purpose and a season and a reason. That's what I'm saying. Careful of the conventional voices in your head. New year, new time, new season. It's the rise of the king. Rise of the queen inside of you. To listen to that voice, your voice. The voice inside of you that you know is true. That voice that speaks to you. It's the end of the year, man. This is the time you can get ahead. I love the end of the year. You can get ahead of these New Year's resolutions. Begin making them now and act as if, walk as though, and, talk, and do, move forward right now. Right now. Walk as if and talk as though and manifest that shit in your life. God bless. Hey guys, this is Gerald Peters. Thanks for listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. As always, if you don't have a copy of my free ebook, you don't have to die broke, reach out to me. I'd be happy to send it to you. If you like to support the podcast, order a signed copy. I'd love to send you one. Uh, also, uh, if you haven't had a chance, if you're into the stock market, trading stocks, come over and check us out on YouTube at Full Auto 1125. Everywhere else, it's full auto one one. 
Um, I do a live training every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time uh, for new traders trying to teach the money flow trading system. Um, and also I have a lot of cool content on YouTube. None of, as you'll find and you probably figured out, I don't edit shit. I don't like it. I delete it. I have no time for editing. I run three full-time businesses plus pushing out content and doing all that stuff. So I just have things to say to ears that want to hear. God bless.